You're listening to Mind of the Alpha, raw, unedited, and straight from the wolf's mouth. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Bobby and Gio. We're back in the den, and we uh, have a very special guest with us this week. We have the chief technical officer and founder of Farcorp, Stephen Favis. How you doing, Stephen? Doing good. Thanks good. for having me. Yeah, man. We've been uh, we've been looking forward to this one. Like I said, we um real big fans of AI and and the uh, scariness behind it, and also <laughs> the good stuff with it. You know what I mean? So, um, so tell me, I mean, what what exactly do you do? Yeah, so I have I have um, uh, patents in uh, AI and humanoid robotics. Basically, I, I learned how to train uh, robots in a simulator. Basically, uh, something similar to a game engine. And what I do is I accelerate the the clock on the game engine, uh, so it's it, you know the time steps a lot faster than the real time. And then you could, for example, train the robot to walk up stairs thousands of times in a, in, a, in a few minutes instead of like watching it mechanically go up and down stairs in the real world and resetting and stuff like that. So it's kind of like um, growing a baby to adulthood in, you know, uh, a a few months instead of a few years as far as motor skills, basically. So they learn extremely fast in the simulator. And then once that's done, we we sync up the simulator with the real world and that AI model from the simulator gets ported to the the actual um, real world system. So it's like accelerated learning, basically. They call them digital twins now. Nice. So it basically helps you just get you do everything simulated in the computer, and then when you actually build the robot, it's like you can just upload the finished product into the robot, and it'll just walk up the steps on its own. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so yeah. we could train computer vision. We could train, for example, if we're rotating an apple and we're trying to show what an apple looks like in 3D and, and how to use that computer recognition, we accelerate the clock on the apple spinning along with different colors of apples, along with different sh- uh, sh- shadows, shading, lighting blue lighting, sunlight, dark light, whatever. Um, and, and the AI will pick it up a lot faster uh, using a 3D rendered model instead of a, instead of a, somebody turning an apple in real time. So, so how difficult is it to engineer a robot to actually be able to walk up the steps though? Yeah, so, um, so it's difficult if you're not using simulation. <laughs> so, uh, so I use a combina- combination of simulation and motion capture basically. So um, mm-hmm. what we're doing, is we're eliminating the possibilities of, uh, of the robot um, having to learn all the probabilities and just kind of narrowing what it should, should be studying or where, where its target target positions are basically for the joints and and stuff like that basically so if you're not if you're not training uh autonomy with simulation nowadays you're already behind so you guys um what do you what, what like your your company farcorp um what exactly do you guys uh, do you work with the public or is this a government and, um, you know, do you work with the government and what, what exactly do you guys do? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think, uh, uh, the, <laughs> the secret rule of government contracting is most of the contracts are, are sold before they're even listed publicly. Right. So, um, but that requires a certain degree of maturity <laughs> in the, uh, in the technology and stuff like that. And we're still working towards that maturity. We had a little bit of setbacks with, uh, with, uh, the COVID-19 and, and, uh, other financial, financial attacks on the company, but, uh, but we're still, we're still sticking stick into it and we're, we're not giving up and we're um we kind of relocate the studio from california to texas basically so nice nice what, what i've been messing around with chat gpt a lot um yeah it's actually it's mind-blowing the things that that thing is able to do do you have you have you done anything with chat gpt at all 
Uh, I, I've played around with it actually. So, um, so I've I've played around with a lot of the the, the even the actually the 3D rendering stuff is pretty amazing. Have you have you tried the 3D rendering stuff? No, I haven't. I haven't oh, even gosh, I haven't even that. seen that demonstrated. If you type in AI generated 3D, it's it's uh, it's very it's very interesting basically. So um, so yeah, uh, the chat you know the chat stuff I'm I'm not as impressed with nowadays. I mean I mean I'm impressed that it's gotten as far as it has. But remember the Turing test was passed in, in the early 90s with uh, just human catering. A chatbot technology so um uh the extent of what they could do today is, is obviously a lot deeper a lot farther but um but mm -hmm. yeah i've played around the two it's pretty impressive you know you, you can't tell nowadays if you're talking to a robot or a uh, person now so that's, yeah that's the terror that's part that's of the terrifying, terrifying part of it it's like yeah absolutely can... no no all these all these <laughs> chatbots are weaponized what a lot of them are weaponized how like that's just terrifying like what separates how do you know like the chat gpt could just pick anyone's voice it could pick like the, the general's voice and have some kind of issue or order issue like skynet i mean basically yeah. essentially I mean, that's what it is like a, a, a hello sarah connor yeah like, right yeah essentially that's exactly. what it is no, you're absolutely right um i think what's going to happen is um there will be future ways of authenticating messages at public figures and uh media uh, present such as block, blockchain technology. I'm a huge advocate of, of media being blockchain. For example, if somebody said, you know, 1979 ABC, and then they say they they said XYZ, then then they could find, they could see their their chat history or whatever they talked about and 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 authenticate that that was actually them who said those things, you know, via media clip or something like that. But no, that no, there's going to be this is all part of fifth generation warfare. Uh, the 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 chatbots are weaponized on on Twitter. They're weaponized on Facebook. They're weaponized on any large social media platform to control discourse and, and what we talk about and stuff like that. So these, I, I'm worried about these things they, and they've clearly been affecting us and helping divide us basically and autonomously too. A small chatbot can do a lot of damage and shape a lot of people. And, and none of that would make people timid for even going on social media to begin with. Right. right. I actually had a, um, his name's Captain Chuck Ruffin. He's a captain in Space Force on the uh, podcast yesterday. And I was talking to him about some of these things and there's really not a whole lot you can do. I mean, that he could, he wasn't, you know, some things that he wasn't able to talk about, obviously, um, that, you know, kind of defend against weaponizing these different types of AI. Is, do, is there anything out there that you know of that, you know, is able right now that's able to, you know, decipher between what's real and what's not real? I mean, is there yeah, anything yeah, so, at all? So, so, so yeah, it's a really good question, actually. Um, I, uh, I have a lot of experience with these things on Twitter. I, I get attacked by a lot of bots on Twitter. And what happens is um, naturally the, 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 um, the conversation tends to go, if you're in, in, in interacting with it, the conversation tends to go south pretty quickly. Whereas a, a human responder will be able to rant and rave for you know, 10, 15, 25, 30 responses. But, but these chat bots don't seem to go deeper than you know, like two, three, four levels of, of, of depth. So if you keep on talking to it, you can actually detect the, the bots themselves. That's that's number one. And so if it seems if the if the comments start seeming kind of off and weird, and minus there's no language barrier or whatnot, or, or you could tell there was a language barrier mm -hmm. at, at bit, then chances are it's it's some sort of uh, uh, attack bot or something like that, just just to control discourse and get people to shut up online. So you, you can naturally intuitively see these things um, going on, but if it, if it keeps on going on and the, and the responses are real, you, you, intuitively people will know. It just just takes time, is all. You just have to but, get used to like. The difference between the, like discerning the ai conversation and how they talk to you versus a natural person 
Yeah, exactly. I, I think, I think this, yeah, you, you can intuitively tell. Um, so I, you know, it's, it just, it, the, the conversation deteriorates on the chatbot side over several iterations of, of dialogue. For example, if you, if you say, you know, cat, mouse, and then, and then three or four, say four, three or four other things after that, and you reflect back to the cat, mouse, whatever, it's, it won't, it won't connect basically. It's, it's too, um, it's too complex, too complex of a language uh, in new language and stuff like that. It just, it's, it's just not, it's not possible. So I, I see a lot of these bots and, pe and people are naturally picking up on them. If, you, if you're on like true social or whatever, you can tell who the bots are basically. So if they're irrationally distraught or whatever, for, for whatever reason they're and they're trying to bait you into getting banned or something like that, which I think a lot of these bots are doing right now, they're baiting people into, and, in, and, uh, triggering them to get banned on social media basically yeah i agree because they it, before yeah. elon Matt, must purchase twitter you know yeah. you couldn't say anything on twitter anymore it was getting to the point yeah. where you know you would just automatically be banned if you had any sort of a right-wing um opinion at all you know you yeah, couldn't exactly. you couldn't be you couldn't be opinionated especially if you were a trump yeah. supporter or, or republican Absolutely. in any way right so but I think since Elon Musk has, has taken over, you know, it's, it's become, it, it's definitely a better platform at this point. Um, my, I guess my biggest concern is though, is that, you know, with all the, the way technology is going, obviously like warfare and, you know, you said fifth, fifth generation warfare um, is being fought with technological advances. And it, it's proven to me like with, um, with COVID for instance, you know, with China, um, the supply chain that we have is not very strong, you know, when it comes exactly. to any sort of like technological, um, you know, pieces that you need to build these things. So what, what do you see in the, in the future with, you know, how do we, how do we, um, combat that? I mean, is there, well, is this a really good question? Supply chain issues right now, especially for electronics. If, right. if China, for example, tries to take Taiwan, well, was, that's really bad news. The beginning of world war three right now with what's going on in Ukraine and Russia right now. Um, I, I think what's going to happen is, is, is when China, I believe China will attack Taiwan. Um, and, and as soon as we leave, lose that semiconductor market, it's going to disrupt this supply chain so bad that all of our electronics are going to be back in the 1960s. Well, I actually read, read an article the other day that the, if China does take over Taiwan, obviously they, the, one of the biggest reasons why they want to take Taiwan is because of that reason with the, uh, processors and things like that being developed in Taiwan. But they, I actually read an article that the U.S. is is starting to build our own infrastructure um, to be able to create our own chips and, and that sort of thing. But it's going to be ten years before we can even put something up. Yeah, absolutely. We 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 cannot. We absolutely cannot compete with the pr production output of electronics in Taiwan at this day. Mm -hmm. Just to build a, a a chip fab. I mean, that's like at least a ten year process, and to get it up to speed is another. You know, right. It's, orders of magnitude as far as as far as starting a chip factory from beginning and and starting one from here so it's it's a complete disaster um so that that's that's my biggest worry is is it's kind of like there's this game fallout i don't know if you guys game or, or what oh hell yeah for sure but yeah yeah exactly it's the game fallout where, where they're, they're kind of ahead technologically and something happened and then they got put backwards mm -hmm. like this is kind of what's going to happen once a china china attacks taiwan basically so um I, th I think we're going to be put backwards and it's almost it's almost gosh i hate to say this from a war strategy it's almost better destroying the factories than letting them take over basically so that so. everybody has to go back and then everybody has to start yeah. that 10-year process to fab their own semiconductors and chips and processors 
instead of just letting them have it and then us being in the dark ages. I get what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and monopolizing the modern techs. I mean, once they have the chip factories, I mean, look at what it opens up. It opens advanced weapon uh, capabilities, you know, and uh, advanced weapon capabilities, small weapons capabilities, uh, manufacturing capabilities, and stuff like that. So it, it almost be better to for if they do attack to just 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 uh, pillage the 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 factories before they uh, before they take that alpha position and just work you know diligently to build around chip forges here or whatever. So right, right. Do you do you think that um, with the humanoid robots that you that you're building, yeah. um, is that going to be something where we'll see that in a military application or or is that more of something we'll see in like a civilian application? Yeah. So um, I, I think we're going to see it in both. It'll probably be military first. I'm guessing uh, that the, you know, non-dilutive capital is, is very hard to uh, turn down. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by non-dilutive is, is they don't take equity in your company. They, they just give you money to develop it or whatever. And they purchase them from you. Right. It's hard to turn that down. Um, but uh, for the most part of the big picture, my AI is designed to, to counter, you know, uh, I want to say rogue AIs or AIs that are, you know, going to kill all warm targets, not discriminating between combatives and non-combatives, basically. Mm-hmm. So we, the only thing I could fight a, uh, a rogue AI or a kill-all situation for AI is another AI. So Humans you, will not be able to compete with these things whatsoever. So essentially, you're building the AI that would fight Skynet, technically. That's correct. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> okay. okay. And, it's, like that, it's like that ga- That uh, movie Gamer. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, where yeah. Where they control and, like, so you're the um the uh response of your trigger finger is faster yeah you know because of that you know with ai and and so i see what you're saying you couldn't like a human is not obviously not going to be able to go up against a a robot and be able to shoot first if you will well especially like you said if it's a rogue ai and it's just killing all targets like you know i mean all warm targets it's not going to differentiate it's just going to eliminate everything versus he's going to design something that's going to go out and attack that specifically like yes, that's right. Exactly. So what what the hell do we do if uh when they become sentient? <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Like, how do you how do you basically teach something how to learn and then put a cap on it? That's a really good uh, question. Uh in my, my I had Chinese investors for my first company. It was kind of an economic hit. That's kind of a different story that was going on. But uh my first company, they 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 were they they believe the the CEOs of that that state sanctioned company was was saying that they believe that um what, you know, I asked them what they thought about this this specific topic, and you know, this is from coming from uh, China. They said one of these days we're going to wor- worship AI as gods. I mean, yeah. essentially, like it's almost like that's the next step in like human intellectual evolution. It's like we're creating something that will far surpass us quickly. It's like yeah. So so that's that's what people think. I'm 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 still extremely skeptical of that we, because we because there, there's stuff that's going on in, in our brains and our consciousness that is far beyond anything we understand. I mean, look at the genome right now. Look at the, the, the most simplest uh, single-celled organism I can't even create on a supercomputer just by chance of mixing up DNA and chromosomes. It's just impossible. I don't have the compute to do that. Nobody on the earth has enough compute to, to just by chance make a single-celled organism uh, out of DNA of a single-celled organism and have that appropriate. It's impossible. So there's other stuff going on in our, in our in our quantum brains we already have quantum computers in our brains there there are they they work at the quantum level oh for sure by penrose and stuff like that so there's stuff we don't understand in the brain going on right now so my definition of sentient is something that has dna if it does not have dna it's just a synthetic like a uh, uh you know plastic or uh a metal um, i don't believe they're going to be sentient and but the only thing that can ever 
Well, what about what about the um the, the so they they developed a um a synthetic bacteria that can actually consume plastic um and and different types of metal. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't that kind of classify as a sentient being at that point because yeah, it's man-made so bacteria I, and it's yeah, going back to that bacteria. Let's let's go back to that bacteria. That bacteria is kind of like taking Lego blocks and saying you made a car. <laughs> they, they, they took chunks of other of other genomes using probably CRISPR or whatnot and, and fabricated something that eats plastic. I don't think they built it from scratch. It's impossible. There's no way. Mm-hmm. We, don't have, we don't have that understanding of DNA right now. I was supposed to say that was possible. something that was like highly engineered over time to do a specific purpose, right? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, and think about, you know, millions of years of evolution, you know, uh, how how the, these things have, have mutated to their advantage or whatnot. Uh, we we can't do that. We don't, we're not capable of 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 making something. We can make like a V eight engine. That's fine. We we understand V eight engines, but we we still cannot build an organism completely from scratch using, you know, the deoxyribonucleic acid or the actual RNA. We can, we can't. We just don't don't have the capability. All we can do is all we can do is pull something out and put something in and hope it does what we want it to. Yeah. So basically, from what I mean, let me because listen, I'm just a, a stupid podcast host. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Um, I want to make sure I have this correct. So you're saying that this bacteria is just something where it wasn't, it's not life and it's not um, created unless, and it won't do anything unless it has human input. Is yeah, that what yeah. you mean? So, so what I'm saying is, is, is they, they literally took chunks of probably another bacteria, spliced them together and made them procreate. It's impossible to build a DNA um, molecule from scratch. We, we just don't have the capabilities and expect some, I mean, we're probably to match up in, in pieces and chunks, but, but, forbid it to be able to actually do something like procreate uh consume energy uh clear itself out of other stuff that's that's we just don't have the capabilities to do that now we can manipulate organisms we could clone organisms but we just cannot create anything from scratch with using dna impossible and just because we pull something in with crispr pulls add something with crispr does not mean we fully understand the genome right yeah i i guess i guess that does that definitely does make sense um what what about you know as far as like uh what do you see the future of this ai technology though as far as um how far it will be able to develop and learn itself yeah exactly so so i I believe there's a cap as far as um as far as silicon and uh non-organic stuff basically i believe there's there's a certain cap that that we we cannot cross the threshold of i want to say capabilities that humans or or other animals are or innately uh capable of doing uh, from the beginning, all my technology does is it basically mimics uh, a human uh, on using human motion capture, deep learning, or what it does. What a human would do in those situations, it does not think for itself. It'll say, it'll, it if it does not, if it, it will not intuitively think for itself. Say, you know what? I'm tired. I don't feel like working right now. What mm-hmm. it will do is, you know, I'm, I'm, if the battery's low, I'm going to charge. It's not sentient. It will not have. It'll have the illusion of feelings, like oh, it'll have the illusion of empathy, maybe or the illusion of humor, but it won't fully understand and have the deep understanding, like real empathy that humans have, you know, when you feel in your heart or whatever, we feel, you know, good stuff, bad stuff, or they laughing, you know, it'll be a fake laugh if, if there is laugh at all. At okay. Fast so. Now, what's the point in having that if it's not genuine? Like, is it just, yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good question. Uh, well, I mean, would you, would you rather have one of those uh, get burnt <laughs> down in a fire and, you know, if a firefighter, instead of a firefighter, uh, you know, him losing his family or, or his, his family losing him. Def- no, definitely. I would but rather Michael- send in a robot. I'm sorry. I mean, no, go ahead. I would rather send in a robot than an actual firefighter for sure. But it's like, yeah. 
what's the point? Like if you send in the robot and then he's programmed to like simulate being on fire and he's screaming in pain nonetheless, like, you know what I'm saying? People aren't going to think that. Well, I, just gonna... I think more along the lines of my question would be if the robot is only able to do what it's taught, right? Mm -hmm. And we send in a robot to fight a fire. There's a lot of times where a firefighter has to make an instinctual decision um, to tear down a, a, a ceiling, you know what I mean? Or, or not to touch a doorknob because of backdrafts or, or what this is just a, you know, a, yeah, a, a, an example, if it can't learn and it can't make those instinctual decisions, then how is it really going to help us in the future? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I mean, my, 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 I could, I consider artificial general intelligence, but I, my AGI is not something that's going to work in an entire city block. It's something that's going to be very narrow, very specific as far as, as far as each specific program in the sense that it's only going to work in a certain area in a certain condition. It's not going to be, it's not going to be, um, like, and in order to change the situation, you have to change the deep learning model, the AI model to the, that specific situation. For example, if we do have a fire and they're, they're working and the, the, and you're using agricultural bots, then there's a, there's a, and if a fire happens, you could burn the logic from those agricultural robots or firefighting robots, for example, and put those on, put those on the agricultural robots and they'll still do the same thing. But the point here is, is we have a universal robotics platform. We're not building a one robot to one task kind of situation here. We're building one robot to many tasks, which is kind of analogous to what Turing did with the Turing machine when he created a universally programmable computer. What, what exactly is that? I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. So the Turing machine, um, I don't know if you, if, I think it's like U2, 231 or something. I forgot the name of the Matthew McConaughey was in it. They're trying to steal the Enigma machine basically from World War II. I don't know if you remember that movie. So, um, so I think the Enigma no. machine was, was a, uh, was a, one of the most advanced uh, encryption tools that existed for World War II uh, during, during the, by, it was an innovative by the Nazis. I think, I think actually IBM was influential in uh, designing it. But what happened was um, they couldn't crack the Enigma encryption basically. And what happened was um, Turing, um, the British, he was a British uh, mathematician and he, he invented a, a computer to, uh, to crack that, um, that encryption basically. And before, Computers would just do simple tasks and just do one task, you know, crunch some numbers. But because of what he did, he, he made it universally programmable to, to crack specifically the Enigma machine. And he did it, which was phenomenal. But like, like the AI fighting an AI in order for a computer to beat a, in order for a computer to beat humans, a computer has to fight a computer. Right. Same, same thing that's going on right now, basically. Right. So what, what, what about, I mean, cause like, I just don't think I'd ever get to the point where I could trust I don't know. This might just be me where I could trust the machine to be able to control whether or not we launch a nuclear missile or whether or not it, you, you know I, what I mean? I, like I Robocop. That's why I sincerely agree with that. I think humans should always be in the loop. I was going to say, I don't think like they would that. ever leave anything that serious up to a computer. Dude, Here's if you my listen thing. To so how would you stop a computer from getting so advanced that it could access that information on its own and do that independent from us? <clears throat> like I keep using like Skynet as a Terminator reference but it's like that's um it's literally like worst case scenario what if ai figured out that humans were the reason like its biggest threat and it wanted to eliminate us how do we go about stopping that from happening thank you to better help for sponsoring this episode guys we're always telling you you got to talk to someone when you're not feeling yourself and you're having a rough time with your mental health with better help you can tap into a network of over twenty five thousand licensed and experienced therapists 
who can help you with a wide range of issues. I myself go through seasonal depression, and sometimes I just don't want to leave the house or, or leave the room, even for that matter. That is where BetterHelp's coming in. You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or hell, even a video call, all from the comfort of your own home. If your therapist isn't the right fit for you for any reason at any time, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, gives you more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable rate. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com alpha. That's BetterHelp.com slash A-L-P-H-A. Yeah, I, I can I can see I can see other adversaries creating a, a technology like that, like oh, just push a button and and come out with a solution for for us to give us more whatever, more gold, who who knows, more resources, more organs, who knows, who knows what what kind of creepy scenario you could come up with, basically. But no, I agree with you. Humans always have to be in the loop with AI. Um, humans always, always, always have to be in the loop with AI. They have to be watching it. They have to be using natural uh, human ethics and morals to make the right decision. It, it's so tempting for these AI developers to, to just dream of an, an easy button where they just press a button, it learns everything. That's impossible. Nothing like that will ever work. You always, always have to have humans in the loop for training AI. And, and this, is, this is why for that important decision like launching a nuke or not launching a nuke or when to launch a nuke or even just, just um, uh, doing a kill shot to, to a combative or non-combative basically, there always has to be human loop to make sure it is making the right decision. Those decisions have to be fast. So that's a really fast connection between the handler and the robot. So th these are really good, important ethical questions we're having. Will other countries be as, as sensitive as us to these situations? See, that's, that's what I'm worried about because, you know, it, it, and you know, not to sound like uh xenophobic or am I saying that right? Xenophobic, but xenophobic. Um, I said xenophobic. I told you I'm a stupid podcast host. <laughs> Um, not to sound xenophobic, but China, the People Republic of China, they don't really necessarily take into account human life as an important, right? I mean, not even amongst well, their own me, people. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, like, what if... Let me, let me paraphrase my ex-wife. I spent six months in China. I trained martial arts there back in 2000-something. Oh, hell yeah. And, and my my ex-wife ex -wife said to me, the problem with you Americans is you value human life too much. Wow. Wow. That's a direct quote from her. She's a mainland Chinese communist, uh, uh, Z, uh, Mao Zedong trained uh, uh, fanatic of Mao Zedong, basically, and, and the communist stuff, basically. See, so, that's what scares yeah. me. That's no, what no, scares me because if they that's, don't, that's what they're indoctrinated to believe. Yeah, and if they don't, if they don't too. believe that human life is important, then they're the type, you know. And I'm not saying just China because I'm sure, like Iran, Iraq. Just, these other countries like minded people yeah like, yeah that's what i'm like saying so like they're not they don't value human life the way that we value human life here in the continental usa absolutely so and, absolutely and and just because um uh and you know it's part of it's part of our constitution we have the right to life and we you know we have we have the right to life and i think it's really important and just because even, even just going back to eugenics and stuff like that just because somebody has a missing pinky toe or something like that doesn't mean they're not worthy of doing something right I mean, I mean, everybody has some some issues, some strengths, weaknesses, but but we have the right to life, and and, and all these children with disabilities, why not? They they bring great joy to the families that have them. Yeah, yeah, and, and but like, they, they so what's going to stop other, them? 
from developing other, something. Other, you know, my, my father was visually handicapped, raised me completely blind. Oh, wow. Uh, other, okay. other cultures may, may not have, you know, maybe, maybe they wouldn't have allowed him to have kids or whatnot. So they wouldn't have allowed him to, to, you know, um, you know, I think that's the ethical problem behind all of this, you know, is the fact that, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid that the U S is going to, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's rogue scientists out there. I'm sure that are, you know, have a, a mindset, sorry about that, that have a uh, mindset that, you know, to hell with life, I'm going to develop this because, you know, I want to control the world or whatnot. You know what I mean? But my, my biggest concern is, is that if, they are developed in other countries in other platforms and we're not going to know about it. You know what I mean? When it's not something we're going to know about right away. So how do we defend against it? Because look at uh Pegasus, the, that application that was put out. Are you familiar oh, yeah, with yeah. the Pegasus? Kashkari, right? They caught Kashkari that way. They, they yeah. executed that guy in an embassy. Right. So look, look at Pegasus. Are you familiar with Pegasus? No. So Pegasus is a program. It's an app. It started off where they had to actually, um, you had to click on a link that they sent you and it would install this background app on your phone where it could track everything. It could listen to you. It could, it, it, it knew everything about you. Right. Well, now it's gotten to the point where Pegasus two is actually at a point where they don't even have, you don't even have to click on a link. They can just send it to your phone over, over, um, signal. I don't know exactly how it works, yeah, but I they think, can I send it Pegasus too is, is called, uh, Apple and uh, Google. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. But they can send it to your phone. Basically, we need real privacy phones, ones with with real security auditing. I've had middle middleman attacks on my phone multiple times, basically. So it's it's crazy because yeah. they can oh, they can right install now. this. The, the security tools that are available for the phone is not nearly they're not nearly capable of handling something, for example, like Linux or whatnot. Linux, there needs to be a one to one ratio of of the amount of ins and outs on uh, on Linux, or I want to say security programs and and countermeasures on Linux as there should be on smartphones today. It's ridiculous. It's all just a bunch of open holes right now. It's crazy. So. And I, I found out um, through talking with Chuck on from Space Force that you're, when you do a, a GPS is so involved with everything that we do. Yeah. Um, when you When you make a purchase with your credit card, if GPS yeah. didn't exist, that wouldn't work. If you wanted to buy gas, you couldn't do it without GPS. So they, so Space Force, one of their biggest things that they do is they protect and monitor the GPS satellites to make sure nobody's messing with them and to make sure they're fully functional. Because imagine what that would do to you know us in the United States, especially. We rely on that, right? What would you do if you want to get gas and you can't do it because GPS is down? So yeah. my biggest yeah. concern is is that now obviously with a with a robot, okay, and you put a robot out there. Mm-hmm. obviously they're going to have to use some sort of global positioning system, right. Mm-hmm. To be able to position themselves, to be able, even to be able to aim a gun. If they, if yeah. they are, you know, they have to be able to do that. So I think the problem would be, is that in where the human involvement comes into play, where you are talking about that humans have to be in the loop. If we have to be able to cut off that supply of information to the robot, right. Does that make sense? So, so you, what are you saying to cut off the supply of information? So, like, if as... we if we got to a point where, say, you know, China did come up with a some sort of weaponized robot, um, yeah. you know, weaponized AI system, and it was actually something where they used to attack us, yeah. um, we would have to be able to come up with the capability to shut the information flow from that robot to whoever's in control, right? Yeah. 
So why would we not be developing anything that, because I'll be honest with you, that's probably the most terrifying part of this to me is I feel like that eventually that's going to happen. Eventually someone's going to come up with something that's a weaponized robot that we have to worry about. So what, you know, what are you developing? Like, is your company developing anything? Like, isn't that essentially like kind of what you're building? Yeah. 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 He said, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He was basically saying like he builds the AI that, stops the other ais because he said a human would never be able to do that like, right no, nobody at a computer would ever be able to hack the ai that's built to do that right so he's built his company is helping to build the ai right that will hack the other ai i got you, you. Know okay I mean? okay, so, okay. i missed like, that part i'm, I'm sorry. sure there's all kinds of contingencies involved so it's like obviously as soon as it would identify that whole teams of people are going to be notified like teams of ai are going to be put in place you know what i mean just like there's a murder you send the detectives in the unit like you send everybody to the area where it's happening mm-hmm. and you isolate it and then you try to take care of it all at once right and do what you got to do right essentially is that am i right or like am i on the right path at least yeah absolutely yeah no um uh like i said the only thing that that can stop a rogue ai or a rogue that an ai that is killing all warm targets is another ai for example a swarm technology of drones I think I think the I think the the Nazi war plan was as long as they as long as they procreated and kept enough of the population growing faster than they lost uh, uh, soldiers, then they could win basically. And, and production wise, if somebody like China has a production capacity to produce drones that explode in people's faces faster than we could destroy them, then they will win basically. And we know their their production capabilities are are phenomenal in China right now, so so my biggest fear is is not being able to keep up with a mass manufacturing uh, adversary. That, for example, these weather balloons that were b- being popped up there, um, but, but probably only cost maybe four or five thousand dollars to make. But we we shot them down with like a six hundred seven hundred thousand dollar two million dollar missile. I forgot the price. It was like one point seven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, we. Sh- we shouldn't spend we shouldn't be shooting stinger uh, balloons down with stinger missiles you you know what you know what's crazy about that is because i talked about that and i don't mean to keep bringing them up but it just ties into everything we're talking about um they weren't able to even detect where those came from oh wow i thought we you talking about the balloons the only I way thought they, i thought the only I mean, reason that might have been fake news they, but... the only reason they knew that they were from china is because of the markings on the balloon and because china admitted to it we didn't know they have no idea where the other things came from still wow. yeah. now he may just be saying that you know what i mean because obviously some of that's probably um you know classified or whatnot but yeah. but yeah he said that they that by the time it was in the u.s it that's when they first knew about it so they didn't even see it because if you think about it like if you take um the a map you know and have a million spots on there what you're doing when you're looking for things you're just throwing a dart at the board and hoping that you're you find that that one target right that's how big the space is that they're looking for mm-hmm. it's just crazy like, to me uh, it's like battleship right uh, you're just guessing yeah. right e4 exactly exactly yeah, exactly yep yeah no i, I guess uh, you know it could have been launched from space who knows it could be in a space platform that was launched or whatever an orbital platform that dropped those balloons possible i guess i don't know do you do who you think that hey, here's here's a um i don't know if you see this little thing over here that i'm pointing at um yeah, i'm kind of we're kind of conspiracy minded at times yeah, um yeah. do you think we've ever actually been to the moon 
<laughs> it's funny you asked that. I just had this conversation today. It's <laughs> a book called Who Built the Moon? I don't know if you guys have read that book. I haven't, no. The moon is suspiciously non, uh, it's very, it's supposed to be hollow. See, <laughs> I've... there's supposed to be an atmosphere up there. So, so, um, and, and there's, these are all from NASA publications We've too. So they're, they're, I'm, I'm starting to question what the moon is at this point in time. So, so have we been to the moon? Uh, that's a really good question. I'm starting to question everything. I, <laughs> um, there's a lot of art like um that belt that will that has enough um uh electricity to fry people supposedly is supposed to be pretty dangerous outside of the uh outside of the upper atmosphere of the moon. oh the radiation belt yeah that's, yeah so that, that that makes a lot of sense as far as as far as that argument but i won't go as far as the flat earth stuff so I, no <laughs> no no i don't believe in that flat earth shit. <laughs> I, I think personally, I think we've been to space. I just don't know if we've ever actually been to the moon. I mean, if you think about the technology and the amount of fuel it would take to get to the moon and then get yeah. back from the moon, yeah, that's mind blowing to me. Yeah. And the fact that NASA hasn't, or nobody's even been able to build, I know Elon Musk has a starship that he's building right now. Um, you know, where it's a reusable rocket, but nasa has no reusable rockets you know what i mean so just just thinking about the technology that it would take to be able to get there and back what is the moon like two hundred thirty-eight thousand miles away or something like that yeah and i think i think buzz it was one of the ast- one of the main astronauts apollo astronauts was saying that they he wasn't there He's buzz aldrin yeah yeah buzz aldrin that's yeah. right he was saying that i wish we went i wish we actually went to the moon so. yeah it, it's it's crazy to me and but I think that we're on the cusp of, I think, I, I don't, I don't know how you feel about Elon Musk. I really like him and I like what he's doing. Um, how, what do you think about his, you know, what his ideas behind um, going to space or going to Mars and or whatnot? Yeah. Ne- ne- I'm critical of Neuralink. Um, I, I'm really Ooh, critical. That one that. scares going me. To Mars is fine. I think, I think robots are undoubtedly the best way to explore uh, the cosmos. Who knows? Maybe some of these ships that are showing up here are are non sentient robot avatars from another planet, another life system, or another another know, universe, parallel another universe. universe. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, another another solar system. You know, who knows? I mean, they they, they might not be sentient. They can be <clears throat> probes that are look like humanoids or whatever. Or like you That's said, the moon's hollow, and all of this shit's just coming from the moon because it's just a giant mega structure sitting in space watching Earth. Well, I've heard, I've even heard like, uh, that it's a alien, um, docking station. Yeah. It's a mega structure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a giant space station set up just out 238,000 miles outside of earth. Right. Just kind of like watching, seeing what's going on here. I just, why why haven't we gone back? Exactly. Yeah. If we've been, why not go back? Like, why don't we have, like they build all over our planet. We got bases and this that the other everywhere why haven't they gone back and put up some kind of base on the moon yeah the the explorers that that found the new world they went back to england right 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 it, it's it's back to the new world do you so what about you know space exploration do you see ai being a key factor in in continuing that or even developing uh to the point where we are able to explore mars or or other planets yeah, so so my vision i have a pretty pretty deep vision of the future i think in order for us to explore far out you know assuming we can't breach breach the the light speed barrier i'm just assuming uh we can't breach the light speed barrier mm-hmm. i think in order to build the resources that we need to explore the universe we're going to need some sort of like arc something humongous 
something that is multi-generational. And yeah, it's, it's going to take significant amount of resources yeah. that might not be on the planet. So I think autonomously, we can't have drones and stuff like that. Um, specific, not necessarily humanoids, maybe some humanoids, but some that just literally harvest the cosmos and these superstructures that we could potentially build that do are multi-generational, that sustain life and, you know, are replenishable with energy, whatever. Um, I think we have to go to the cosmos to, to, to build stuff like that. Because, I mean, once you build it on the planet, you can't build something giant on the planet without without escaping, without an escape velocity. So, so a lot of the stuff like, How would it get off the planet? Well, if they if they if they put some sort of like space station in low Earth orbit where they can send a rocket um, from you know the ground from the Earth to there, okay, and then they you get off on on that space station and then get on another rocket and then you fly further out in space and then dock on another, you know what I mean? I mean it could be like a step process or something. Essentially, but, yeah, that's what it would have to be, but we wouldn't have the like resources to build it just from this planet like yeah. like you're saying like we would have saying to, we'd have to build it in we space. would have to use some resources from this planet build robots yeah. with like with ai that are programmed to go out harvest that shit and then yes. build that station in space and then we would go meet them harvest there. that shit from where what like other planets other <laughs> moons you know what i'm saying like yeah, other places in space yeah, there's a lot or there's tons of resources there's all kinds of like minerals and shit that we have system. on this planet in yeah, but what are you doing? What are you doing to the universe and the the way the universe works? If you destroy one asteroid, you're changing the universe at that point, right? I mean, yeah, essentially, like when it, I mean, every time we destroy anything, we're destroying, changing the universe. But yeah, but we've never done anything like that in space. So, like, we're actually, excuse my language, I don't know how you feel, but we're fucking with space, you, the universe, space at that point. Well, I mean, eventually, you gotta take the chance. Why though? What 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 are we trying to get away from? The planet. There's only one planet, man. I was going to say, we're outgrowing our planet as we speak. Like, eventually, we're going to run out of resources for the things that we need here, for the people that are here. And So, I'm, I'm, I'd am I'm, be even willing, because like you just said, we're outgrowing our planet. We're outgrowing the resources that we have here, right? So, would you think that maybe biologically, we, the human race would be extinct before robotically we would? No, I, I don't think so. I, th- I think we're, the, we're, you know, necessity is the mother of innovation. On, on planet for us, for humans, I think I think there's plenty of resources. I don't think everything's distributed optimally right now, but uh, there's plenty of resources, plenty of space. Anybody says there's too many people has never driven across country before. <laughs> there's so much space out there. That's true. That's true. But so, uh, but if you so, think uh, when you have one organism like the bees, for instance, that that if the bees weren't here, human life wouldn't be here, right? Exactly. So when you have one organism that affects life around the entire planet mother nature is going to eventually get sick of us man well which is what he's talking about <laughs> right eventually we're going to have to build yeah. some robots yeah, that I are mean, going to have to go out and make it so that not all of us have to stay down here right so some of us can yeah. go up and live I, in this I, multi-generational mega structure and travel around and possibly find another place where other humans could set up a colony and live while we have all of our machines going out harvesting the galaxy for Listen, I'm going to say this on air. I want to be, I want to be one of the first fat guys in space (laughs) and I'm volunteering for that right now. Okay. You know what? Actually the, the fat guy effect that, that actually uh, helped uh, find the, the the Samoa in Hawaii and stuff like that, because they're able to, they're more efficient with their, with their body energy. So, so that they're able to travel farther longer without food. So there, there is a blessing in being retained. Hey man, I like this guy. It's it's natural ketosis. (laughs) Like the more, the more fat stores you have, the less food you actually need to continue. Like I That's could right, eat, exactly. I could eat a stick of beef yeah. jerky. And then once my body kicks into ketosis, it'll start burning my own fat stores. 
So a yeah. skinny person who actually would have to consume more food. So maybe me and you should volunteer to go to space so I we can finally space. lose this weight that we're <laughs> trying to lose. I, I think fat people will do great in space. They, can, they don't need as much food. They just stick. Plus, there's less <laughs> gravity, so we'll just be better, floating so. around all big and marshmallowy yeah, in space. We, we look like awesome. we have wings and all that. <laughs> I, I I like how you brought up um, Neuralink being more of a scary factor than space exploration. I agree with you. What What are yeah. your thoughts on Neuralink? Because I I'm yeah. I'm kind of iffy on it. And here's here's my opinion on Neuralink. So, if you take like your cell phone, for instance. Okay. And this day and age, everybody has a cell phone. My cell phone's sitting here. I'm sure your cell phone's real close in hand. Geo's is sitting right there. You have a natural advantage if you have a cell phone compared to someone that doesn't have a cell phone. Right. So if you take that, because I mean, I I can Google anything, I can get on there. I, you know, I can add, you take pictures, whatever. Right. Pretty much can't be lost. Right. Right. Your GPS works with it. But if people start getting Neuralink, won't they have a natural advantage to people that don't have Neuralink? That's my thoughts on it. Yeah, no, you, you bring up a good point, actually. So, so there's a flip side to being able to be connected with all that stuff. I mean, look what's happened to to the youth and social media and stuff like that. There's people killing themselves over social media posts, right? So, uh, I mean, I mean, imagine imagine the impact that uh, that that kind of data would have on somebody that just gets burned in their brain that somebody said they're they're fat or ugly or whatever. You know, they don't have the they don't have the the capabilities or to, to deal with stuff like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my point here is, is that uh, I think he's going about the wrong approach. I think it's okay for people who have like a spinal cord injuries or they have some sort of uh, neurological multiple sclerosis or something. That's fine. But, but um, again, we still understand how the genome works. My, my, um, my fear is that I, I think he's going about the wrong approach here. Um, I think the, I think the closest like sci-fi a, approach that exists that i've seen in sci-fi is a series called altered, altered carbon it's on a oh yeah i've seen that so, so basically it's about the wrong approach because because we we have to capture the data that when an, a person is born like what, what what part of the brain says mama what part of the brain laughs and giggles and smiles what part of the brain says milk and that has to be established in childhood when i say milk it's going to light up a different part of, of your guys's brain than, than my brain and by the time we're adults and manipulating adult brain, um, it's it's already too late because most of that data that was recorded in, in our neurological um, wiring, our uh, our the our synaptic patterns, um, uh, that that's that's already it's already too late basically. So so in, in, I think it's unethical to put these in children or babies or whatever. So um, that's that's another problem, obviously. So I th- I think literally the data that that the translation that's happening between what Neuralink is, is achieving to do is too late if it's not if it's not put inside of a an infant from inception because you like I said your definition of milk in your part of your brain is different than everybody else's. So yeah, what what like, how do you think that he should be going about it though? I mean, you said you think he's going about it wrong. It sounds like to me you have yeah, some I, sort I, of I think idea he's going about the wrong approach. And I think I think um, they they're killing a lot of monkeys in UC Davis, a lot of dead monkeys. So it's it's kind of sad for the monkeys, um, right? But. Uh, uh, I think he's going about the wrong approach. Um, I think I think a mature brain is, is too late. I, I would I would I would use mice and I would I would put them in mice and then from inception from a, and it's kind of gross, but I would use a mammalian brain and I I would start putting putting these. I would use some sort of nanotechnology, kind of like the movie Gamer. You mentioned the movie Gamer. Mm-hmm. These I think that's a plausible situation where the nano 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 structure. I'm kind of scared of nano actually, but yeah, that's but where the structure too. can record. Um, 
uh, it can record thoughts and processes and that can be captured somewhere else and backed up and implanted on the on another similar mouse or whatever so i think that's possible but but the, my point here is that if you're not getting the original thoughts and, and stuff like that from the beginning you're, you're going to miss a lot of content you're going to miss a lot of the data so by yeah, adulthood i think it's too late that's similar but, to like the cochlear be, implants correct like we people... should be experimenting on animals first i think um, i think a, 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 a chimpanzee or a monkey brain is a little too far involved we should be starting with like like earthworms or cockroaches or you know at least a small mammalian brain you know, man i don't know i don't want i don't want some super cockroach walking around with a, <laughs> with a microchip in its head you know what i mean they're gonna nuke us off ashore they're like, yeah I'm they'll live this shit. them motherfuckers <laughs> will live through a, a nuclear like, well, holocaust roaches are taking over what, we're launching the nukes tomorrow what were you saying about the cochlear implants so like the, like the, the ear... hearing implants so yeah. like they hooked that up yeah. to your brain but they they were having issues with that and i still believe they are to this day because like you were saying, it you have to put it in someone when they're young so that they can develop, and then their brain develops the synapses with it. So it's like if you were deaf until you were like fifteen, mm -hmm. yes, and then they put the cochlear implant, and then you start hearing it. Wouldn't that be an overload of your senses? It, like one hundred percent automatically is your brain doesn't know how to process that because yeah. you got to think from the second you're born, you can hear. You don't know what right. it all means, but your brain's still processing all the yeah. information. That's how you learn your mom's voice, your dad's voice, the people around you. Well, hell, you learn that in the womb, are. you know what I mean? Exactly. So you're hearing that Even in the womb. Still, like, yeah. But it's like yeah. when yeah. you've gone 15 well, years not too. taking that type of input, and then you're given that kind of input, it's like your brain doesn't mm -hmm. have those synaptic pathways, or exactly. it does, but they operate on a different pathway yes. because it does something else. Like, right. you never audibly... So would you think that that's a you, is that a it on the head? You're you're totally nailing this on the head. And imagine people, there's people who are born blind, and and they don't get their eyes fixed until later on. They can't process vision. Yeah, it's like that would be terrifying. Like yeah, exactly. Something would be coming at you. It's like and you would flinch every time you saw anything because it would just or be you would you wouldn't be able to recognize something is coming at you. you yeah, you wouldn't know something. what it was. Yep. Yeah, it, it's have a spatial spatial perception intelligence. And then on top of that, what so is, you got to figure if you're blind. Like your other senses are heightened, but from the time they give you vision, it's like your brain is now only trying to process all the new information. So now their sense of hearing is not going to be heightened the way they've always grown. But up eventually with. it would. I mean, eventually yeah, they're going to learn if, and develop into. I mean, yeah, but that's a stepping stone curve. process. It, it's the same thing like with Neuralink, though. I know it's a stepping stone process, but that's like, like he was saying, you would have to do that from infancy. You can't necessarily yeah. just do that and expect somebody to have like. Yeah, but I think there's ethical reasons behind why we obviously cannot implant Neuralink into into infants or or uh, you know babies that aren't born yet. Oh, for sure. I mean, I get it. So that that brings my next question though is like, so what kind of so we we started this podcast by talking about um, how you can use AI to um, actually uh, mimic somebody, right? You can like, for instance, they did a. They had an entire 30 minute podcast between Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs, and they've never even met each other. Right. And if you listen to the podcast, you would never know that it's not them. You wouldn't know. So yeah. what kind of what kind of is there any laws or anything like that? Or, you know, obviously it's not ethical, but ethical is not always lawful. Right. You know, sometimes yeah. you can be yeah. unethical, but you can still be within the, the limits of the law. So are there any sort of laws or anything like that that you're aware of that stop you from using that technology for for uh, wrongdoing in that in that instance? 
Yeah, there's there's no way the laws are going to catch up. The laws will always be behind uh, technology, basically. The laws will always be behind technology. So, um, so the first innovators that get that first uh, incentive to take advantage of, especially patent holders or whatnot, they get the monopoly on the technology. But there, there's no laws that will. There eventually will be laws, but I think that are pertinent. But the great part about uh, uh, attorneys <laughs> in the law is, is um, usually if something doesn't feel right, like in your gut, like if something's wrong chances are there's a law against it basically so so there may be some pertinent laws that in that that there were there's precedents regarding misinformation disinformation and stuff like that so there's, there there may be some laws that already exist that you know there's they, they maybe need some new precedents or something like that regarding uh, deep fakes and stuff like that basically so and, and that's crazy as you, you if you think about it too like that's why we have to there's got to be a point in time where we actually work with other nations more closely with the way, you know, way things are legal and illegal. You know what I mean? It, it's it's going to get to that point because we're at a point where, you know, obviously our technology traverses the entire world and you're, you know, you, with the click of a button, you can be in China. You know, if you Google something, you're, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? So eventually yeah. we have to get to a point where there's international law that covers these sort of things. Yeah. So, so the, the, that's a really good question. I think uh, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of local government. Mm-hmm. I, I think local government should always be superior over farther away government. We've been through this, this with uh, King, King James, the uh, third administering law for the American colonies. And, you know, that didn't work out too well, right? foreign wars basically. <laughs> so I think, I think local government is always superior and should always be superior. And it is superior. If you think about it, uh, the chief law enforcement, officer in your in your area is actually the sheriff he has more authority in your area than the president mm-hmm. uh, you know your state department of justice the chief law enforcement authority is as your local county sheriff because you vote for him so so i'm an advocate of local government as long as local government always exceeds um the the power over state foreign international you know county or yeah but i mean okay. i get I guess what I'm saying is it has to be, if, if it's illegal here to put a microchip in someone's brain when they're an infant, which I don't even know if it is or not, it's just unethical, right? Oh, it's um, messed up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if it's a, if it becomes where it's illegal here, then I think it should be illegal in, in China, in Japan, and, and everywhere else, right? Because, I, I don't know, it, it just... Well, it's yeah. mind-blowing to me to think that a nation can develop something like that and and run with it, and then we are limited by our laws here where we're not able to keep up with that, and that's going to become to a point where that's your new world order right there, right? Well, I essentially feel like that's why they rem- it doesn't. It's basically like they don't until they have a precedent where something goes wrong, they kind of just leave it in that ethical gray area, like you know what I'm saying, like it's frowned upon. You probably shouldn't do it but they're not going to just outright do laws against it because if somebody else starts doing it and it's a huge advancement, like, or, you know what I'm saying? Or it works mm-hmm. out for the plus. They want to be able to catch up as quickly as possible. Like you don't want to be left behind if it's something that's going to give you like a serious leg up. Right. Strategic value. Right. I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't trust other nations to be so uh, ethical when it comes to these things. It's not even that for me. It's like, I don't even just trust that. Like so in our own government, it's like I don't even know that I could trust them to want to implement yeah. any kind of technology like that. Like, is they want to control us too for whatever, exactly. like That's for right, their yeah. own purposes? You know what I'm saying? Everybody's got their own agenda, so it's like 
Absolutely. If you can control your own people with within your own country, that just makes everything like China, for instance, like they got that social credit score. Like they're pretty much slaves in their country. That's absolutely terrifying. It's like they have there's rules they have to abide by. Like they pretty yeah, much absolutely. don't have outright free will anymore. Like if you buy that's too like, much of one thing, they will cut your money off. So how how do you <laughs> how do you feel about um you know cryptocurrency and that sort of thing? Because I don't I don't know if yeah, you know a lot about the original crypto. Malgox, uh, bankruptcy. They, they, I, I had, I, I was invested in crypto way back uh, when Mount Gox was around. And you remember Mount Gox, right? Mm-hmm. That was the original bus. It was, it was, right. it was supposed to be originally a Magic the Gathering online exchange, but the dude started training uh, Bitcoin on it, and it got huge, and then it got stolen, mm-hmm. collapsed, basically, kind of like a Silicon Bank bank issue that's happening today or whatnot. Like FDX. FDIC regular. I don't like cryptocurrency that much. I think this technology is fine. After, after. There's no insurance on it. You know, I still like something that has insurance on it. It's not worth having lots of anything if there's no insurance on it or it could get stolen or taken away, basically. I, so I think the the future is definitely the technology behind crypto with the, you know, with yeah, the, the way it works. Uh, yeah, pure, pure blockchain the, blockchain. the blockchain. I think that's the, I think that's definitely the future of, yeah. of finances and, and money, but you're right crypto if i can just make a crypto coin and make a million dollars and then do a rug pull that's just not right yeah exactly that that's what's happening now that's what that's all that's going on they just they pump and dump these things do rug pulls and look at sam megman freed that you know the shit that he did are you familiar with that what happened who sam bankman freed with fdx Oh yeah, was he the he's he's the guy they detained or they arrested in the Bahamas? Yeah, yeah, he's the guy that was having orgies and doing meth out in the Bahamas. He was basically (laughs) the youngest like multi billionaire. Well, yeah, but then they found out too that he was the second largest donor to the Democratic Party as well. Yeah, that's correct. That's right. Yeah, they're they're well. I think what's happening with the NFTs is they're laundering money through this NFT bubble. Basically, I hate NFTs. I think I I don't see. You know, I try to sell them, but but it turns out that. uh, that if you're if you're not pumping and dumping in them you don't you don't make any money so i, I don't want yeah. to i just don't understand the concept behind behind nfts like so you're telling me that you have a picture or something but it's only on your phone and i can send you that picture but i still own that picture like what yeah how does that make sense <laughs> exactly. how does exactly. that worth any money it's, it's literally yeah. it's that's why the whole idea of it is nonsensical i think i think <laughs> nfts are actually starting to take a decline it's i like, think well, I, th- I think so too. I-, I think it's just a big money laundering pump and dump scheme, basically. It's got to be, man. So it's like every website you've ever seen a picture of an NFT on. It's like if I can look at it right here, right now, I can take a picture of that and then just say it's mine and sell it again. Like you know what I mean? Like what's to stop me from doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah and- exactly. <laughs> but know. also, the great part about it is preservation of stuff. So if you want to preserve a hundred megabyte video for whatever that gets deleted and you, and you, and you upload it to the blockchain, the NFT blockchain, uh, then, then it'll be there forever. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think that blockchain technology is definitely, definitely the future. But, but what scares me is you were talking about the social credit score that China has. And I, I, I think eventually that's probably going to be all of society. You know what I mean? I, I really do. And, and if you look at some of the things that have happened over the past few years with the United States, um, it, it's kind of like we're heading that way as well. I don't ever want to get to the point where if I if I'm not a good boy, then they can shut my money off. And that's exactly what it'll be. It's like they're talking about like carbon footprints. Like if you buy too much stuff that's hurting the planet, then you won't be able to spend you won't be able to buy gas. Right. Which means you won't be able to go to work 
which means you won't be able to make money. So it's like, I don't even get how that process works. It's like a deterrent, I guess, but it's like. It's called control, Gio. I'm, I get control. it. I get that it's control, but it's like you mess up once and then that could just throw you out of whack for the rest of your life. Like, because then you're playing. And it kind of, and it kind of like that now, though, with, uh, with your credit, credit rating, credit scores. Cause I mean, yeah. if you have, if you go, if you're 20 years old and you mess up your credit, you're, it's pretty hard to overcome that, right? It's hard. It's yeah. difficult. You can you overcome can. it. Yeah. You can, but I'm saying it, it sets you up for failure for a while. Well, I mean, it's, that's how the system's set up. They want, they don't want everybody to be walking around with 800 credit scores. They can just do whatever they want, make money however they want. They need people who have to go work in the factories. They need like a bottom rung of people to keep everything afloat. Right. Like if everybody owned their own private business and was selling stuff online, who's making the stuff that they're selling? Yeah. Yeah, somebody's got to be at the bottom yeah i think that's one of the scary things about ai too and in robotics and and don't get me wrong i'm not against robotics at all we've talked a lot about the bad things about robots and i definitely want to get your opinion and and on the good things you know eventually too but but my 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 concern with robotics if they and you said earlier that it's going to be a robot that has a very set small environment set of skills right um my the scary part about that is is and i think a lot of people um worry that these robots will take over these jobs that like uh, a janitor or uh, you know someone working in fast food someone working at a gas station a server at a restaurant we need you know those people there's people that need those jobs you know they may not make a lot of money but people need those jobs and that's one of the concerns i think people have that robots are going to take those those jobs away from people well essentially i feel like that's what like i don't want to say like the elites but the people who are trying to implement all of these robotics that's what they want they're like if you can take out human error and take out human error and just make robots who can be programmed you know what i'm saying and then just maintain them so that they do a uni like uniform product every time it's like you know what i'm saying like you go to burger king six out of ten times your food's fucked up you know what i'm saying that's human error yeah, I, I get in, what you're saying, but they shit into a computer and robots make it. It's going to come out exactly the same, perfect every time. What are and your thoughts on that, Steve? Well, 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 geez, you know, um, the big, the biggest part of any business is human labor. I mean, uh, you know, we, we raised a million dollars for my my company called Tachyon in uh, 2016 or 17, and like 67 percent of that was California programmer wages. The majority of it went to California programmers, uh, you know, which is I don't feel bad paying a a, a, a I don't feel bad paying a decent living wage or whatnot, but it's just ex- human labor is so expensive, even at the low end. But I don't envision these 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 products or these 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 robots, specifically my robot. I don't envision them taking over jobs. I figure the janitors can say, "Hey, you know what? I only have to check in with my robots once a week. I, I can spend more time with my family." Yeah, but how do they get paid? Then? But that's what I was going to say. But essentially, that just means that they'll pay the they'll say you're doing less work. Like, I mean, so technically the janitor's job would just change. Like you now as a janitor would be trained in robot maintenance to make sure that your robots are maintained. That would be part of your job. Yeah, but then that person's going to maintenance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but then that person is going to be like, oh, well, if I can, if I'm trained in robot maintenance, I can go work in a robotic field and make more money and make a better living. You know what I'm saying? Like eventually they're going to, you know, I, I don't know. I no, I, I think it's, it's going to be like, uh, for example, like, okay, I, I have my janitorial company and, and I have 10 robots. 
my robots clean every every night, 24, you know, 20, 22 hours a day. And then and then I just contract with a business that says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a janitor. I train my robots to do these specific tasks. I have the best trained robots. Um, and, and they work, you know, 20, 20, 22 hours a day. And, and while the, and those other two hours are just charging basically. So I figure it's going to be robots are going to be robots are going to be the modern day. I want to say slaves or whatnot, instead of it being the other way around where Elon Musk is, we're going to be pets to these AIs. Right. I th- I think that's the scary part too is, it, and I think you're, you know, you're onto something there as far as like, cause if you look at it, I mean, the we we would be pets to ai at that point right Mm. like with elon musk and some of the things that he's doing but but i guess my concern is is that if i can't if 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 i'm a business owner and as you said human labor is a is a major cost in owning a business right if i can buy a robot one time for i don't know how much they are hundred thousand dollars or whatever we're looking at forty thousand dollars okay forty even 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 better for the uh the the business owner right so you buy a robot for forty thousand dollars that's one year salary for someone that you just get rid of put the robot in and that robot's just going to be there you know what i mean it's not going to die unless you just don't take care of it or whatnot but it's always going to be there to last about five years under light duty five years under light duty and they'll be able to work 22 hours a day basically so uh, in no it doesn't require food vacation you don't Rest. have to pay it insurance uh, or anything. No four hundred one k. So how so, do you okay. sell this to somebody that? Uh, how would you sell this to somebody that it, it has the opinion that I have, where yeah, they're yeah. they're so afraid so that these it, robots are going to take exactly. Um, so I mean, there's already people in agriculture that are working. Look, look what's happening with our our farm labor right now. We're importing our farm labor from from Mexico, basically, or there people are sneaking in here from Mexico. We have this huge immigration problem. What we need it, what we need it, we, we have a, because we have a supply chain shortage in, 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 in agriculture right now or in other industries or other, other crazy industries, you know, even the black market for, for, um, for human trafficking. What, why, if you have robots, why would you need to human traffic any, anybody anymore? That's true. I mean, there, I, I guess, I guess you're right. Um, I never even thought about it that Me way. Neither. Did you? Me neither. Yeah. I guess that would, that would help to end human trafficking somewhat. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know anybody that wants to have sex with a robot, though. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I know one person. <laughs> I mean, Kevin, yeah. Um, that that's that's crazy to me too. And and, and if you look at in that that I don't know. That's just my. I mean, yeah, I was saying, I don't, yeah, it's kind of like what that? you just blew my mind, kind of. I mean, besides the whole sexual aspect of it, but yes, like you don't need to steal people to have any kind of labor done if you have robots to do it. But essentially, like for every, like Bobby was saying, for every robot you have doing a job like you figure the a shift at max average is like 10 to 12 hours you got a robot yeah. that can work for 22 and has to charge for two and you don't have to pay it you just have to pay for it once yeah. every five years that's yeah. that's gonna get rid of yeah, lots of jobs so what's gonna happen to all of those people who lose that specific job that that robot now does like and, so, and that's happened like in yeah yeah people people all keep on replacing of robots with losing jobs it's not it's not that way it, the way it works is people can be more productive controlling these things exorbitantly i mean do you want to go back to a typewriter instead of sending emails no definitely not think about how much think about the communication we have right now it's the same thing this enhances what people are already capable of they could do more and they could spend more time with their families but, their loved ones 
and stuff well, like that. But so how I do you how ask. do you equate that to a blue collar worker though? If is someone okay, for instance, a Golden Corral up here in Ohio. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's true. Um, they you don't need middle management. I think I don't think we ever needed middle management to begin with. Yeah, nobody needs a middleman, right? <laughs> um, but but what I'm saying is, is like Golden Corral, for instance, up here in Ohio, one of their restaurants actually brought in two robots to serve food. Okay. Yeah. And to clean tables off. Mm-hmm. How do you advance those people that have those jobs that those robots are doing now? Because they, I mean, I don't. I I see what you're saying. It's going to enhance productivity for some professions but what about these professions where it's kind of mindless work you know what i mean like and and don't get me wrong don't get me wrong serving is a hard job you know i'm not trying to offend anybody yes you bring up a huge point here and part of the reason why i'm designing these robots is i don't want people i don't want humans to be treated like robots Mm. and that that's what's happening with these these mundane difficult jobs it's 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 Mm -hmm. it's hard really hard on people there's but, other there's other industries that'll open up. Uh, there'll, there'll be adjustments or whatnot, but I'm more concerned about about uh, humans being treated like robots rather than um, robots yeah. being treated like robots. No, yes, it, and exactly. it makes sense. Right. I mean, it makes absolutely sense what you're saying. It does, but it doesn't. There's a problem. It's not. It, there's a problem that it's going to create, in my opinion, with the labor force. With somebody that's been a career waitress for twenty, you know, twenty five years, never done anything else doesn't have a high school education, whatever you put a robot in there, it's going to take that job away. What is that woman, that single mom going to do? What is that single dad going to do? You know, where, where do they go at that point? Reeducation, retraining. But my point is that was when the, when the computer, when the computer came out, people were still using typewriters, right? And Mm -hmm. it changed it and people adapted. There's always going to be an adaption point, point, but people will, will learn, people will adapt. And and, uh, I think they'll grow to appreciate their computers versus their typewriters versus, you know, having a breaking their backs, mm-hmm. uh, slipping discs and, uh, you know, having permanent back injuries, repetitive stress injuries, carpal tunnels, uh, you know, antidepressants because their job sucks so bad. Come on. I mean, I mean, we're humans here. We're not supposed to be doing robot. Work. I get what you're saying. It's kind of like, this is just the natural evolution. It's going to force everybody to evolve, to be their better self. Like you're going to have yeah. to, stop doing the back breaking work because now we have yeah. we, we got machines to do it it's like use your brain it's like now yeah, now you're not gonna have to go to the doctor as much because your back's not gonna hurt because you're not on your feet for 12 hours a day it's like you know what i'm saying yeah, like exactly. you're gonna be no, sitting exactly. at a desk you're gonna be using your brain like doing something in a different capacity Creative. i mean yeah i agree like i think it might initially like get worse before it gets better because mm-hmm. of the transitional period but mm-hmm. collectively in the end i do agree with you i think so how do you it would be better for the like for everyone? Yeah, I I I agree with you as well. I mean, you know, I'm a big tech a proponent like of technology. I think technology pains. is great. So Growing what pain. how do you overcome that obstacle though with these these people that don't believe in technology? Yeah, yeah, luddites. Right. <laughs> right. Luddites. Yeah, no, I mean I mean look at look at the Amish and Midnight communities in the East Coast. They're thriving. They're doing okay. They, they figured out a way of, of using agriculture, some technology, some technology, obviously, but they, they figured out a way of, of, of not going full on. Let's not participate in this, this, this lifestyle. So they're, they're, they're thriving. I mean, I mean, uh, my, my friend from uh, Amish farmers and it's great. It's grass fed, high quality, organic and stuff like that. So not to mention they, I'm, all right. So like, I'm not even cracking a joke when I say this. So I literally saw, we were driving by and we stayed at a hotel that was kind of near this Amish settlement. 
Yeah. And we literally watched a barn get raised overnight. Like we, we drove by, they were out there working on it. Like, and it was like still like frame stage. And then the wow. next day when we left, it was up and they were like putting animals in it. Yeah. But the robot could have done that in five hours, I mean, but it's not, it's not that it's just, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the efficiency. Like you would still need multiple robots to do that. It's like, they still, like you said, they're still thriving, even though they choose to not completely integrate themselves well, I, into the technological I world. I think like, a good they example. Build, they build really nice, high quality furniture and they sell it for like yeah. what they're, what the quality is worth. Like Amish furniture is expensive, but yeah. it's worth it. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, I'm saying, okay, so a good example, for example, made by Amish, Amana, I think is Amish. Yeah. Mennonite. No, no, no. He's saying Mennonite. the brand. A man, a man. Oh, brand. Okay. Is I that what you meant? A lot of fridges, I think, are, are manufactured there, I think. So I got yeah. it. Well, a good example of, of robotics kind of changing an industry would be the automotive industry, right? Oh, 100%. Because, I mean, yeah. how many, how many, so I, I don't know, and I, I don't know if you know Steve or not, but what, what exactly, when, it, when robots were introduced to these automobile manufacturers in the factories, where did those people go to work? Did they, what did they do? Did they just monitor the robot and make sure it's doing its job or, or what, what exactly happened there? Do you know? You know, I, I have a good analogy from, from a, a dear friend that, that has been mentoring me all my life. He had a, um, he, um, he had somebody who was cutting metal for, uh, air conditioning manufacturing. It was sheet metal, but huge, huge giant rolls of sheet metal, you know, 40, 50 feet long sheet metal. You know, they have to, they'd have to have trucks unloaded and forklifts unloaded. And then what happened was, um, they had humans cutting it at first. And then what happened was the human that was cutting it programmed a CNC to cut a, a laser cutter to cut. It. And what happened was they had so little wastage from that CNC uh, cutter, that, that CNC cutter that um, they, they, their, their production just exorbitantly increased. And everybody got raised. That, that original, <laughs> that original plasma cutter who was cutting it manually was not doing as good as the robot could do. And then he started using the robot to cut plasma more efficiently. I mean, the, the wastage she says from the entire month was like a handful of wastage. It cut so close. Wow. So, I mean, so which, his job just shifted basically. It yeah, just, essentially just it's like, evolved. So then they just right. started training everybody how to do that. Like right. this machine. So it just evolved into that. More I, productivity, well, yeah, less waste, you. more people get raises, whatnot. So yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're an automotive painter you, you, and you have a skill set, you're going to be watching though, those machines and say, I'm skilled at painting. Here's how I troubleshoot the machine. Here's how I fix the machine. Chances are these trays are going to completely transfer over to the robots. Basically, there's no there's nobody that's going to do a cold and say, "Oh, I don't know anything about automotive paint, so let's just push a button and paint." It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. You still need experts to make sure the paint ratios set up properly, the air pressures are set up properly, and and the only people that know how to do that are painters. Right. So it's still a skill. So how how do you see the future of robotics changing, like your household, like your oh, yeah, your um everyday american like your life and in, in your within your own home how how do you see that changing uh yeah exactly uh, i you're there I, I hate doing dishes i hate doing laundry i think it's a big waste of my time i'd much rather just be building robots all day right. i was gonna say essentially it already has like think about like washing machines we got the roombas yeah, now you don't have to vacuum anymore you just got a robot that'll just come out vacuum your floor drive itself around drive itself yeah. back to the charger when it's ready mm -hmm. like like i mean that's already kind of happening slowly but surely yeah. so Eventually, I feel like it'll just be more things like slowly, but surely, surely they'll just new intuitive designs that help. Like eventually they'll have something set up on your sink. that will just wash your dishes for you. Yeah, but what do you, what do you see being that, that next step? 
No, I think I think Rosie the robot from the Jetsons is a reality. <laughs> like at like iRobot type deal. Remember iRobot? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's essentially what Rosie was, like right. an in-home, like yeah. living like a maid. butler. Yeah. 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 I mean, so I, think, I think we're supposed to be. I think we're we're humans are supposed to be doing creative stuff and you know and enjoying life instead of being treated like robots. And I think all these all these smart appliances, all these stuff are, are making it a lot easier for us to enjoy life and uh and like i said spend more time with your family loved ones have have some time with your friends and stuff, stuff who like knows that. man how, how far away are we from having a robot in our household to do these things do you think yeah so so i i had to re- relocate i'm reloading i'm in the process of relocating my shop from uh from california to texas um, good so, choice uh, hey man i love that choice texas over california any day yeah yeah it's you know I, I was born and raised in napa california and the state has just completely changed since the 80s it's just it's just yeah it's communism at its best yeah yeah it, it's really sad i mean and this is a multi-generational thing i mean they uh the communists would would fund our universities to bring a, a communist you know mindset basically mm-hmm. so this is this is a multi-generational thing that's been happening and they've been hitting california on all these these uh, leftists these hard hardcore communists um uh areas really hard yeah i'm not a big big fan of governor newsom so yeah he's not he 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 showed us a lot during during covid you know what i mean so you're so you're you're moving your shop to texas what what um so how what how does that how does that tie into um how soon we will see robots within our house yeah exactly so so i'm still i'm uh i'm still raising capital for for I mean, we're called a series a raise which is your second phase of cap C seed rounds ready done. we've already raised enough for for the patents the uh some of the design work and stuff like that and, and some of the software and whatnot what it comes down is actually cutting metal and, and making these parts and, and making the so i'm raising the in, industrial equipment is very expensive for that i'm raising capital for that and, and building a shop out here basically i'm still in the process of that and i would like to announce that maybe in three or four months uh, I'll, I'll mention that on your show once we launch the crowdfunding campaign on on uh it's equity-based crowdfunding with net capital, basically. So, yeah, man. We, yeah, I'd love to have you back on. Yeah, um, for sure. Definitely. I'm going to ping. I, I've been doing a lot of podcast interviews, so I'm going to ping up all, all the uh, all the, all the previous podcasts, podcasters, and I'm just going to spread the word, and hopefully we'll get, get a little bit of buzz as far as what's happening with these uh, with the crowdfunding. But, but I'm out here because it's pro-business. Uh, the, the economic policies out here are fantastic for business. Um, the economic incentives are out here are fantastic for business. Um, I just, I, you know, it's just, it's just a really clean state. I'm living in the Houston area, really clean state, really clean city. I don't know why they say Houston's a real city. I, from what I've seen, it's a beautiful city so far, everywhere I've been around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, I don't see as much transients there. There are like 10 towns here, but not nearly as bad as Northern California and Southern California. <laughs> I spent most of my life there and just in the last 10, 15 years, it's gotten really scary in California. New 10 city. I mean, they did, they, they do you know what 10 city is? Mm-hmm. They decriminalize. So like assault, you can assault somebody and, and they not go to jail for it. Yeah. You can shoot up heroin on the street and not go yeah. to jail for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely insane. Um, but this is, this is going back into the communist control. The Mao Zedong, uh, when he started the communist revolution, he basically just mopped up all these poverty stricken people that, that were outcasts, uh, criminals, uh homeless or whatnot and, and he he gave them rifles and said we'll feed you and then he won yeah there was a point where there were there's so many so the the country is so poverty stricken by design that he just he just took he flipped it on on the on the powers that be and then all of a sudden all the most of the most of the aristocrats got shipped to taiwan right 
So, so, so do you, else. do you actually have like a prototype robot that, that you can put in, like once you get the funding and, and whatnot, are you able to put it in production and, and yeah. sell it to the, to the American people? Yeah, exactly. So, so most of the 3d modeling is done. Basically it's a matter of cutting parts. The board, our primary main board, which fits in the cranium, it's it's no no bigger than your standard cell phone. Fits inside the cranium, and really? uh, most of the edge edge computing is done on that. But for the most part, I use a cloud cluster, cloud intra, intranet to train the the AI or whatnot. And this, I'm not using exotic materials, no exotic quantum computing or whatnot. These are all readily available materials. Uh, where our boards are probably maybe sixty seven percent done. It's just a matter of me cutting the parts and lining up that that simulator with the real world. And having it um having it sync up it's a chicken and egg problem if you don't have the actual robotic system you can't train it in the simulator because you don't, right. know, you don't know how it's going to behave so it's a chicken and egg problem so you have to concurrently build the simulation technology along with the actual uh the robot physical robot itself so it's a matter of time i have the the blueprints are already done are we talking like next five years or so or i, I think assuming if, if I, my target goal if i can hit five million rays in the next in the next year or so, then I can probably have a prototype walking, uh, talking and moving around within two years. So yeah. that's crazy. Right. So, yeah. so how and will that work? So say that I, once you have this robot in production, um, yeah. will it be something like, you know, how, like, like you brought up the Roomba and it vacuums for you. It's got to use, you know, obviously it uses some sort of mapping system with sensors and things like that. Is the yeah. robot going to do the same thing within your house? You're going to have like a, a sensor that tells it what room it's in and, and or where something is or how, how's it going to identify that? Yeah. yeah. So, so the way, if so for specifically for home robots, I would say, I would say, Hey, here's a $300,000 house and here's the $40,000 robot that comes with it. I would just train the robot on the house. So you would sell the robot the with the house. Machine. Yeah. So it'd be part of it would be financed with the house. For example, 300,000, you spend another 40,000 finance the robot has a warranty on homeowners warranty. If it goes bad. You get another one, but it knows where the fireplace is at, where, where, where to recharge, where to do the dishes, where to do the laundry, how to do the dusting and stuff like that. that that's the way I would handle house robots. Almost analogously with, with factories, stuff like, it'd be something like that. But the great part about that, that home robot is if there's an emergency, crisis, whatever, and, and, that, and with a fire coming to your town or something like that, then that you could flash that, uh, that robot with proper authority assuming those, those owner will allow it and turn it into a firefighting robot or whatnot. Yeah. You okay. could even put it to where like detects carbon monoxide and everything like it, it, you know, yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. You can put those sensors on it. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So the, the safety behind something like that is intriguing to me as well. I, I, these are some things that I never really thought about when you think about a robot in your house. I think a lot of people think of the movies and it be, you know, being scary and turning on you and everything, but let's, yeah. let's be honest. Technology is a good thing for the human race. Absolutely. Yeah. People say that, you know, uh, vehicles have killed so many people, but the problem is think about how many people, how much lives vehicles have saved. Right. Right. Ambulance. It's like ambulance. Yeah, I was going to say, day. like, think about how quick you can get someone to a hospital in a vehicle. And essentially exactly. vehicles don't kill people. Well, That's human error they, or human aspect of it that hurts someone. The vehicle they, sits by itself. That's just like driving it. That's just like guns. You know what I mean? They say guns yes. kill people. Yeah. No, guns don't kill people. People kill people, kill yeah. people with guns. Yeah. And think tool. about how many how many revolutions have been stopped with firearms. Right, right. This is, Japan in World War II was scared to come here because everybody had a, had a, had a firearm. Well, let's be honest. the The reason why our democracy is protected is because we are willing to use a firearm. You know yes. what I mean? So, like, it, it, a country's it, a country without an army is not going to be someone that you fear. It's not going to be someone that you're afraid to attack or mess with. Right. So. Yeah. 
you have to create, you may, you know, obviously that's the last resort. You don't want to use weapons. You don't want to go to war or anything like that, but you have to create the, the, um, the, the fact that you are willing yeah. to send your military. I mean, to essentially, do it. let's pretty much the same thing as nukes. It's like we build them, we can use them, but they're a deterrent. It's like it's the last ditch yeah. effort. It's like if we have to, we could use this. That's no you different than you. Have if it. you know I have a gun on me, you're not going to try to rob me exactly. if you don't have a gun. You know what I mean? So, or even if he might have a gun on you, yeah. right? You. Right. right, right, right. That's a, that's a huge factor. Well, it's you like, don't know who's carrying a concealed weapon or not. So that's well, that's like another thing. What what about you know as far as um home 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 uh, intrusion and things like that? I mean, these robots could technically Security. be there. To, to help you know what i mean like oh, i don't absolutely. i don't know i don't know well, I, mean, I, don't know. I feel like the robots would definitely be linked into your home security system so it's like if it yeah. if someone comes in they can instantly scan you you're not someone who lives here you're not someone who's registered as a would that replace here. the home security system that would it be i feel like it wouldn't replace it it would just be essentially a part of it it would yeah. be linked into it like absolutely. they'd still notify local police like blah 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 but yeah. it would also take matters into its own hand because there's still response time. Police still have to get to your house. And in that time, somebody could rob you. Somebody could be attacked. But your robot in your home could stop that. Like, so what, what, is the, what is the upkeep that people would have to have to keep these robots fully functional, though? Yeah, so so uh, batteries are one thing. Uh, the batteries should be replaceable. Nothing too fancy on the battery technology. Are we talking like uh, lithium batteries? Like uh, yeah, lithium batteries. You know, I want to use something tried and true. Something not too not too exotic. You're not going to put like a little mini uh, nuclear. I was going to say yeah. yeah. No, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got a nuclear, uh, like a nuclear sub battery. It's going to be like uh, Iron Man's, uh, the shit that Iron Man uses. Arc reactor. <laughs> we're not. We're not going to use anything exotic. Uh, just standard materials. I mean, mostly aluminum polymers, like, uh, you know, elastomers, like silicon and stuff like that. that that's the majority of the robot. I mean, and, and it's nothing exotic. There's a uh, lots of aluminum, but there's also replaceable materials too. If aluminum is not available, but, uh, but for the most part, nothing exotic. These are all standard materials, standard stuff that can be sourced anywhere, basically. And, uh, for the most part, uh, the upkeeps going to be batteries. Muscles will probably break, eventually wear out and tear, which is fine. You just replace them. So it's just like a car. So are you going to, is this going to be like a robot that looks like a human or is it going to be a robot that looks like a robot? And do you mind? I don't know if you could pull up uh, patents.google.com. You you type in my name, Stephen Favis, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. You'll see that it does have skin. I had to patent the underpinning anatomy first. And then I have skin on it, basically. The skin is, is a silicon skin. It feels like a silicon and what, it, what it'll do is it has a touch sensor array on it, kind of like your t- smartphone uh, array. So it knows where it's being touched and where it can feel sensors and stuff like that. Basically. So, so what purpose does that touch. serve? Yeah, so if you go to uh, patents.google.com, you type in my name, Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, last name F-A-V-I-S, you can actually see the patent. It's, it's a biomimetic humanoid robotic control system. With, <laughs> it's a oh, name, I see it. Okay. It's granted. I'm actually you can, you can announce you can get us and see what it's like i basically pan, patented the synthetic version of a human a human bro being so, yeah <laughs> hold on so, i'm gonna share so this what on purpose the does the synthetic skin have on a robot like does that is make it, it more worse? relatable it's equilibrium it, it wants to know if you it, it, it can't go walk around dumb it has to know if it's going to uh it has to know if it's going to bump into something or how much pressure it's applying to uh something soft like a tomato you know, or, or, or something 
soft. So sense of touch or something like that. Very good. Yeah. Is this, is this maximize those diagrams, man? Those are my diagrams. And that was filed in 2017, granted in 20, 2018, or actually it was filed in 2015, granted in 2018, basically. Yeah. Look to maximize that, uh, that, that diagram window. That's a good, that's a great, you're, you're way better at technology than I am. So give me one (laughs) second. Yeah. So, so, but, but, but yeah, no, I mean, these are non-exotic. There you go. Now that's a, that's a nice view of it there basically. And you scroll through those images. That's that's circulatory system. Anything I didn't really know how to handle. I just look at the human body. Basically what's the human body doing. So minus like intestines and guts and stuff like that. These are all, these are all, there's a circulatory system. There's a pressure pressure system. There is a soft muscle system, but for the most part, there's no like, um, you know, like guts and no food digestion and stuff like nothing (laughs) organic. Nothing that will stink if it if it uh, if it, uh, it dies. So old, right. So are your would this robot be relatively as strong as an average human yeah, of that so size? I, I we, we can make it as strong or stronger. It, we can make it faster. Um, we can make it. Um, you know, you make it do some some cool stuff. But for the most part, the um, the the robot we should we should be able to make make it stronger as necessary as as, as strong as we want, basically. So. So you'd basically be able to make like humanoid robots that could pick up like beams for construction on their own and just walk with them. Uh, I, I would be skeptical on that. I think I think nothing's going to replace heavy equipment like a crane or something like that. I mean, you'd have to have some really specially strong artificial artificial anatomy, but I think it's going to be strong. It'll probably be stronger than the strongest human, but stronger than the average human, basically. So what what exactly? Um, I'm I'm I don't. Can you see my screen? these yeah, is exactly. this so what is this, this like muscle pectoris muscle basically go ahead and scroll down i'll walk you through some of the pattern if you have questions about it go ahead and scroll down uh so that that is a uh that is a uh force resistive sensor and what i mean by that is it needs to know how how much it's stretching the muscle how how far the muscle stretch basically so in that'll also detect injuries if it gets injured so how the hell do you make something like this for forty thousand dollars and be able to i mean to be able to sell it for forty thousand it, it just seems like this would be <laughs> like a million, million dollar robot yeah yeah no no let me look at cars i mean actually cars technically more complex if, if you think about it so it just seems more complex because we're not we're not in a human body all the time but think about a doc, the doctor that specializes in hands they know the hands very well so they can fix I, i've seen people with massive hand injuries and they they make a near full recovery because the doctors that are fixing them are so proficient in hands basically so so what is this? It says fluid gas. I mean, I'm assuming this is this yeah, picture I'm showing here is. Uh, it could be anything. It could be, uh, it could be. In my case, it's a silicon, silicon fluid, same similar viscosity to blood. And what that does is it pressurizes the muscle and depressurizes it, depending on the some stuff there, basically. So, so it basically that. has like a circulatory system. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> going to do if it's about ready to do a lot of work. The the artificial heart will start pumping it and it'll start pressurizing itself. Oh so, my yeah. god, this is mind blowing. When it, so here here's the thing when you first told me about this robot i had it in my head that it was a i don't know it, it, like like george jetson like the you know what i mean like i, I don't know it, i never imagined that it would have like a skeletal structure yeah, yeah. a circulatory system a muscular structure um stru- structure it's yeah. crazy i want to step away from ai for a minute do you have any work with like actual like the like doctors as far as like prosthetics or anything like that 
Yeah. So, so the, there may be times where I'll consult with a podiatrist for, for feet stuff or uh, hand stuff, basically hands, hands and feet seem to be the most complex to me, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. My father was a, was a, was a heart surgeon. So he taught me a lot about the heart and, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but then he went into the psychiatry later. He lost his vision eventually and went into psychiatry. But, uh, but yeah, he taught me a lot about the heart basically growing up basically. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's mechanical, you know, the certain amount of, you need a certain amount of pressure fluid a certain amount of time you know, and you know, do you do you do any work like with prosthetics directly like yeah the- you know you bring up a really good question a lot of the stuff will apply to prosthetic technology if somebody loses an arm i have patents that are pending that yeah that will i was gonna say well i was just looking at your designs i was gonna say well it's like you you base that off the human body i was gonna say well that looks pretty much like it could like a fucking human body dude. be a, like a replacement right. arm for somebody like, and you were even talking about how you've got the circulatory system set up with the, I mean, you wouldn't be able to use the silicone fluid for blood. Like, but I'm sure the pathways that you use could be somewhat similar so that human blood could go through them and operate on a somewhat yeah, no, similar actually, level. Actually, you, you nailed you geo. You're, you're nailing all this stuff. You, you got this basically, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. And, and you got this <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. He's definitely arms. smarter than I'm I am. Very eager to make prosthetic arms that look real, basically. And I, I have some patents on training them that are that are pretty fantastic. I can't talk about them now, but uh, but yeah, no prosthetics. Oh no, I'm going to dive in arms. on this website. What, That's so what, really interesting. What exactly? How how does it? So I'm assuming so. Like if this robot can cook you dinner, right? Yeah. And it's got to be able to cut like a tomato or a carrot. It's got to be able to feel. That's what he was saying. I know, I know, but hold on, hold on. What I'm saying is, is though, how does that work though? How can it, I, I it's, it's beyond my capability in my mind. I okay, think, so I think you, I think you just blew my mind completely. Cause I, I don't see how, how is it going to compute whether it needs to be careful with this or like if it picks up your pet hamster and doesn't crush it, you know what I mean? That, it doesn't uh, Tommy boy. It. Geo can answer this question. Geo. I was going to answer this question. I, <laughs> I was going to say, is question. it similar? Is it similar to like pressure sensitivity and like, com- like, keyboards and stuff and like other things where you press buttons like all right like, like touch screen phone well like all right like think about like a robotic plane like when you're holding or like a he just like, said it's a touch screen phone I mean, it's like the technology on your phone i mean i get it but i'm that's touch screen phone but it's like pressure sensitive yeah when you're touching stuff like when you're controlling something and you move it a little bit and it so will it have feeling like if you go up if you if i walk up behind this robot and i smack it on the back of the head is it going to know i smacked it on the back of the head yes yes it will <laughs> what yeah what that's fucking sentient to me man it's just no different than if you touch your phone your phone knows you touched it but it's not alive yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, but is it going to be able to respond to that? Is it yes. going to respond, turn around, and be like, "You son of a bitch, you smacked me in the head"? Like, I mean, if we program it to have an attitude like that, it might. <laughs> so yeah, is Bobby, it for your 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 robot? I'm going to give it an attitude. Okay, <laughs> perfect man. It'll just perfect. turn around, look at you, be like, "You're an asshole." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kick me in the nuts or something. So, so is it? But pressure is it sensitive be, kick you in the nuts. Right. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to tap me in the nuts with its foot like this. You know what I mean? Give you a ball tap. So will it? Will it? Um. Will it, will it have AI technology where it can learn as well by your, by things that you like when you have a conversation with it or whatnot, will it be able to learn? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so, um, you know, I don't know if you've seen the movie, I can't even see the movie. I, I robot. 
you, are so prophetic. But uh, no, I swear, we talk about that all the time. How things in movies, it's like they're kind of like giving us a glimpse of the future. Type I thing. think so too. I think it's done by design, and I believe that we literally have a whole podcast talking about that. We did. We agree. two podcasts on that. I was like, yeah. We agree. Going back to the conversation last, but have you seen the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix? Yes. Yes. I yes. think that's a plausible situation. <laughs> so, so do you think that robot that's hot talking to you very nurturing, lovingly and stuff like that? And, and she's doing laundry or whatever. And she looks like, you know, your 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 favorite uh porn you know, star actress or whatever. <laughs> your favorite porn star. You can say it, man. It's all right. They got they See, have then that's just gonna open a they whole have, new, a whole they new have door. deep fake porn now. You People know what I mean? They're gonna be trying to marry their their robot that came with their house. Yeah, but what, what, but, but that's crazy to me because, like, you know, when my wife, I don't, you know, when my wife's doing dishes, I'll walk up and smack her on the ass or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy to me. Like, a human being could fall in love with that robot, but the robot's not going to be able to reciprocate that feeling. It's, it's, I don't think it's, it'll be an artificial feeling, right? You would fall in love with the way the robot would treat you, but I'm sorry. No, go, go, go back a little bit. We had a little disconnect. It's crazy that I, I, I was saying that, like, when my wife's doing dishes or something, I'll walk up and just smack her on the ass or something. You know what I mean? So, like, a, a human will fall in love with this robot, possibly, yeah. but the yeah. robot's not going to be able to reciprocate real feelings. It may, it, is it going to be able to reciprocate false feelings that you teach it? But that's what it is. It's, it's a taught, it's something that it was taught. Is to your do. specific robot, the one, Stephen, the one that you're designing, is it able to do that? Yeah, so so it, it is capable of. Well, first, let's let's only on the flip side of that. <laughs> Say, for example, somebody has like severe social anxiety and is not very good looking or whatever, or doesn't have any charm or anything. Like, do you? Know, he yeah, I'm using a guy for an example, <laughs> and he can get somebody that looks like a supermodel that loves on him. You know, and of course, I think it's that's not a bad situation for the people that that do have you know, charm, wit, you know, or good looking or whatnot, whoever, or can find somebody that loves them, you know, good for them. They could, they can deal with a real, they can have a real, real human partner, but there's going to, there's a population out there that, that just can't, can't get any basically. And maybe those robots will help them. So. I was going to say that might actually help them like, like yes. through their issues, like psychologically, like for somebody who's like Absolutely. a shut in social anxiety, just to have that simulated conversation with their yeah. at-home robot all the time, it might help them when they step out of their home to be more social in the real world. Well, Absolutely. couldn't it technologically be like a counselor for them as well? Like they can talk yes. to this robot and, it, and then the robot will talk. You know what I mean? Instead of going like, like uh, here's a shameless plug, we're sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, yeah. it, it, you wouldn't, would that, it could eliminate oh, the need no, for, for sure. a psychologist, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. For sure. I agree. I agree for sure. I mean, if, if you had your better help, better help, better help, better help.com. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. So it, it uh, that's crazy. Cause I mean, how many, how many times have you been lonely? And, and the cool part about that is to say you are lonely and you get your robot out and you're talking to your robot or whatever and showing it your affection and it's talking to you or whatnot. And then you just decide, Hey, I don't want to talk to it anymore. You just put it on the charger. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. That's like a dream. That's like a dream wife for some guys. I was gonna say. See, I feel like that could be all. It's like a give and take, positive, negative, right there, because that's not real. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that. With yeah, but your there's wife people in that fall life. in love with cars. Do you? There's people that fall in love with inanimate objects. I, all trust the time. me, I understand. So there's gonna be people that fall in love with these robots. Absolutely. Yeah, I so. But so, I feel like those people, people fall in love with dogs. They're they're pets. right. They, 
they'd love to fall in love with their pets. But, exactly. But those are, are the types of people who are going to like completely like pull away. But from what society. if it gets, what if it gets to the point though, where <laughs> procreation is no longer a thing because you don't need to. That, that, but I was going to say that could lead to that. It's like, if, I mean, eventually we're going down a rabbit hole here, but it's like, if people were falling in love with their robots, they're going to invent and develop. They already have sex robots now. So it's like, yeah, they're going to make these robots. They can like have, real bodily will functions. your robot be able to not to get too graphic but could could someone technically I mean, sure fuck could, your robot he could design it that way <laughs> the anatomy's there they, they could they could we could design a fuckable robot yeah what? Say that. It's, it's a plausible situation so is that going to be hold on hold on hold on is that going to be like an upgrade you offer like <laughs> bobby's getting one he's telling yeah, him getting he's, one he's talking to his financiers tomorrow because he's gonna we're gonna one. become really good friends with steve and steve's gonna hook me up on a deal with a, a sex robot i guess yeah, no, no, the, the robots the robots will, will be fuckable if, if you wanted to that's that. crazy so are you gonna um is it gonna be something where you have different models like a, a base model and then an upgraded model and that sort of thing is that a plan or is that yeah, is it yeah. just going to so be like this? Is it would be uh, an animated version, an anim, an animate version, an animated version of like if you look at realdoll.com, th that's not safe to put on the uh, on the screen, by the way. But if you <laughs> switch your screen over to realdoll.com, you can see what the sex dolls look like. Uh, and anatomically, this is an achievable situation for for my robots, basically with the skin and, and looks and everything. So that's what I was going to say. They already have real life like fuckable robots. That's yeah, I know. Already, yeah. I know they, that they, those, those talk, but they don't move. They won't move like mine. Mine, mine. His robot's going to. Like your robot would be able to like caress you back. It's gonna be able to fuck you, you back. You know what I mean? Instead of just laying there, it's actually gonna be able to fuck you back. That's right. Yeah, you just get on your back and it jump on top of you and grind you. So, you got to uh, be probably one of the coolest guys I've ever met, man. I'm just being honest with you. This is crazy. I can't it. It, 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 that's crazy to me because like Technology's I never. Technology's crazy, man. Well, bro, I never. I did. I never would have thought that we were that close to having something like this. You know what I mean? Like, close. yeah, we're very close right now. I mean, the applications of what he's trying to build is why is it much that you can't like, like think about it like military like you could have like full on soldiers like you know what I'm saying like mm -hmm. like think about like field medics like they could train them like so when people get hurt you could send in the robot to pull people out to do quick like right. I've All I've seen I've seen where people say that like uh, getting a robot just to walk up steps is one of the hardest parts about it because of mapping the steps and and being able to balance itself is that true? Yeah, because they're not using a simulator. Simple <laughs> as that. You think about the advantage of the simulator. You, you you could create the steps without building anything in the real world. You just three D model some steps any length any, any just a twisting spiral staircase, shorter longer steps, shallow steps, whatever. And you train to how to walk on all, all, all of those in a matter of a couple of weeks. So how many, how many, um, I'm assuming it has sort of like a central nervous system of sorts, right? Yeah. So how many synapses does it have within the body to, to be able to do these things? Like, I, so, so you, you know, you raised a really good question, believe it or not, I minimize the amount of deep learning necessary. So, so I, I just minimize it. There's, there's sensors, uh, there's accelerometers and, uh, 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 gyroscopes in, in certain key locations in, in the body. We don't have to calculate fluid dynamics. All we're doing is target positions to match up with the, uh, to deep learn what the human motion capture is doing. For example, like a walk cycle, running, whatever. So the, the compute is minimal. We have way more compute to compute, uh, uh, way more compute available. So there's a minimal compute and all that, the human motion capture eliminates all the other possibilities of, of where it shouldn't be basically. So we're not computing very much. Again, like I said, once the AI models exported, 
your um, your smartphone, the, your smartphone is already capable of processing the the logic on these robots. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, literally the same CPUs or a similar, not the same CPU, but the s- similar amount of compute that's on your smartphone can get a, a robot walking and talking around your house with an appropriately trained AI model that is done in a simulator. So yeah. will you will you only be able to voice command these robots or will it be something where you can control it with with an app on your phone or something like that? I mean, how does that yeah, work? So, so probably a little bit of both um, app on your phone. If you're at work and you want to see how the dog's doing, you want if you want to make sure the dog has enough water, you say, hey. Hey, there's another thing I didn't even think of. C3PO, make sure you water the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, did, it, did I leave the oven on? Mm-hmm. But see, wouldn't that be something that the robot would just automatically check for you? Like, just yeah, absolutely, sure. for sure. There, there's like, one, probably just call it on your cell phone and say, hey, Rosie the robot, can you check and make sure the garage door is closed? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, like, if you, if you want to see what's going on in your house, you can actually see through the robot's eyes, right? That's right. Yeah, you'll be you'll be, you'll be able to log in and, and see what the robot's seeing. Bro, this is so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And remember, all these technologies exist. I didn't innovate all these technologies. All I innovated was the putting these technologies together to make something innovative. I mean, all these technologies is the touchscreen on smartphones. Same thing. It's just a it's just a touch array is all it is. Sensor touch array. I mean, force resistance sensor already invented. Uh, pressure muscle pressures. Uh, synthetic muscles already invented. All the computers, uh, computer CPU already invented. This this is nothing new. Aluminum already exists. Silicon already exists. All this stuff already exists. I'm just putting it there in a manner that works for a humanoid system that that can be universally programmable. Basically, so this is this is this technology I'm using. I didn't invent myself. I just put them together in a method that that works. Will Will it have like a human voice, or is it going to be like a robotic voice? Well, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you, I mean, we could, she, I, the, the, that Tachyon company, we were able to use a combination of a hybrid voice in the sense that if you like a certain voice, you could have it speak in that voice. But for procedurally, if I was the human voice, for example, and you said, what is the distance between the earth and the moon? I said, I said, oh, the distance between the earth and the moon would be 220 something, whatever. So, so the, the non-procedural stuff uh, will be automatic. Like, Hey, how you doing? It'll sound really genuine. But if you say something like, can you give me some compute or something, some new stuff? It'll sound a little bit synthetic. Could you imagine being a kid born right now at the time that these robots come out and your nanny is a fucking robot that, that raises you? It can, I mean, think about the, the possibilities with that. You could have that robot teach your kids foreign languages. Yeah, and not only that, but infinite patience, infinite time, infinite nurturing. Yeah, it's, it's uh, encouragement. You know, uh, you know, essentially is gonna like there goes help. mom. Mom brain's gone. Well, I was gonna say it's gonna okay. essentially help like parents. It's gonna help. That's gonna help get rid of a lot of like mental, like emotional disorders because yeah. you're gonna have constant. Like you said, it's not gonna be impatient. It's gonna have constant attention. Like, yeah, but that could be a bad thing. It could be like. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that, like, it could be, like, but then there's always going to be times where the human aspect is going to be there. You're still going to have... But can you see where it's going to increase the productivity just in home? Because if if this is a nanny-type robot where it can actually take care of a baby and be, and get up at night with a baby and feed this baby... Your parents are your parents are going to get sleep. Not They're not going to be tired. Yeah. They're going to be more... Per- Dude, you're, yeah. you just yeah. innovated the whole fucking world, man. This is yeah, crazy. They're not concerned about laundry dishes. Right. And even cooking. Cooking can be done. You just, like I said, once you're Tell it what you want to cook. Family, 
hanging out and just enjoying your time together. So, I got to get to the dishes. I got to get to the laundry. Just have stuff a like that. So group text with your family. Like, what do you guys want for dinner tonight? Like, tell Rosie yeah. to make it. Yeah. Come home. Everybody yeah. meets at home at six forty-five, and dinner's yeah. on the table. Right. Like Rosie already made it. Like standing there with the synthetic smile on her face. Like, how's everyone doing? Like, yeah, with huge uh, knockers. Like, of course you yeah. would. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I, I um, this is amazing. This has been. We've gone almost two hours. I don't know if you know that or not, Steve, but but um, like a few minutes where I'm having a great time. Oh, me likewise, too, man. Likewise, this has I, been. We could sit here and talk your brain off all day, dude. Like, yeah, I'm gonna here, dive in on your website. Day. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be reading all about this patent and everything. I didn't okay. know this existed, yeah. so I'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna definitely look into it. But um, I, you know, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, I definitely want to get you back on the podcast. though. would you be willing to come back on sometime? One hundred percent. Come back back on, and you can always text and ping me anytime. Cool. You got my number. Don't be shy. Don't be yeah. shy. Oh, I won't. I won't. Yeah, believe me. Wanna, you just made friends for life, man. You're part of the pack now. You yeah, know what we mean? definitely so, want to awesome. stay up to we'll date. Back, awesome. I'm Hell yeah. Back. Hell yeah. <laughs> we want to stay up to date on all your uh progress. What's going on? For I'm trying sure. to. I want to see that robot coming out. I want to see yeah. you on the internet. Like Steve's yeah. got his robot. Working. Yeah. This yeah, is exactly, an, yeah. this guy's the next Iron Man. I'm telling you. The next five years, so I you want to buy a house that comes with a robot. How how can <laughs> uh, how can people get a hold of you if they have any questions or or any comments or anything like that that they'd like to? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for for asking that question. If you go to the website far-corp.com or far-corp, far stands for Favis Advanced Robotics Dash and then Corporation. So that's far-corp.com. And you put your email in. There's some goodies on there so, as far as production and stuff like that stuff we've made. Um, put that down. I'm going to put that in the show notes too. So yeah, yeah. If you, if you could put that in there, that'd be really mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. I want people to register because we are launching an equity-based crowdfunding. You know, as little as $500 can yield you a, a significant amount of money if, if once we get this technology developed. Just think of the early, um, the early stock market was supposed to be like this. You used, used to have an idea like an Edison would go, would go on Wall Street and say, hey. I have this company, I have this idea. And then people say, you know what? I like this guy. I'm going to invest in him. And they would give him the money instead of saying, hey, you know what? I want to trade his stock. Trading is different than investing. Right. Instead of investing. Right. So. Right. I, believe me, man, you're going to definitely get a chunk of my money. I, I uh, have full faith in it. So well, you could just expect that Bobby wants the full, fully integrated sex robot, full service, cooking, cleaning, <laughs> fucking as soon as you get one out. Everything. Everything. I'm going to give my wife a break. but um yeah man i'll um just stay in touch with us man we'll uh we'll get you um back on hopefully here in the next few months or something like that or if uh but don't be strangers ping me oh man you'll be hearing from me i promise definitely will be hearing from us awesome all right man well you have a good night man i appreciate your time thanks for coming out steve it was was enlightening really appreciate it all right take care guys yep good night good night